and it was so, so, so good. And I had a small part in it, um, or not a, a small a piece of mine in it, because uh, we spend a lot of time talking about, I spend a lot of time talking to her about that I feel unsure, again, who, how, where I fit in in different communities. Mm. And it's so tricky when you feel so much overlap with so many communities, but you also know that you do not belong to right. any single yeah. one. Eita, Brasil. Tá comigo? New York, I know you have me. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of La Mezcla. My name is Adrian Burke, uh, or Adrian Burke, for my South Americans in the audience. Um, uh, thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you are a new listener, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at La Mezcla Pod on uh, every platform. And please, 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 if you are so inclined to leave a review on iTunes, that uh, does a lot for the show, believe it or not. And uh, thanks for being here. Let's get into this week's guest. Our guest this week is the wonderful Robin Virginie. Robin is a New York City-based writer and actor. Theatrically, she's performed all over the country, and she performs regularly here in New York with the New York Neo-Futurists uh, in a show called The Infinite Wrench, which I have seen myself, and it's fucking fantastic. Please go see it uh, and follow all their stuff and follow Robin. Uh, we had a really great wide-ranging conversation about her growing up in Holland to moving here and developing an acting career in New York City, to her work with the New York Neo-Futurists, uh, and all about her mixed identity. This is a really, really great one, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Please enjoy. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. This is how long, when did I first text you about this? Like six months ago yeah something like that <laughs> yeah that's always summer that's always how it happens with so many guests on this show i like text someone and it's like hey you want to do this they're like yeah totally i'm not available for the next uh, like half of Seven a year years. yeah <laughs> uh but i'm so happy you're here um let's uh let's start okay oh yeah <laughs> hi hi robin hey thank you so much for being here <laughs> thank uh, you for having me of course uh i'm so excited let's start how i start all the others so just uh, introduce yourself to uh my fans who i affectionately refer to as my mom's friends because like 90 percent of the people who listen to this show are just like people my mom tells about it yep. so just introduce yourself to my mom's friends uh say where you're from and then where your parents are from like what your what your mix is Great. We'll do. Hey, Adrian's mom's friends. Um, I'm Robin. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> I was born in Holland, uh, moved to America eight years ago. Uh, my dad is Dutch. Maybe a little bit of French in there, but I'm going to just say Dutch. He's just a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is from Curacao, uh, which is an island in the Caribbean. And her parents are, her mom is indigenous Venezuelan. Her dad mm. was African. Wow. So that's a mix. Got it. So how? where do your parents meet? Um, I think they were neighbors. Really? Yeah. I think the story is um, my dad's older brother was friends with someone in my mom's family, and then they found out they lived like in the same apartment complex. Okay. And then they were like, hello. So they meet super young? Yeah. Got yeah, it, I it. think they got married when I think my mom was like 20. Isn't that bananas? That is crazy. Every time I hear, I mean, my mom got married super young too. Every time I hear stories like that, I'm like, I can't, 
fathom. Like, it I think of myself. I think of myself as a twenty-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Nobody should have to be subjected to my twenty-year-old self. No, same, same. Also, she had my sister. I have one older sister, and she had her when she was twenty-three. Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, I had my cat at that point. So you can like, relate. Yeah, so I understand. It's what I'm trying to exactly say is I really thing. understand. <laughs> and it's actually not hard for me at all. How many siblings do you have? Two. It's an older sister. Yep. Oh, and so me. <laughs> so one. there are two kids. Yeah, there are two kids. <laughs> I'm also the younger. How much older is your sister? Nine years. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a big split. Big gap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. It's kind of fun. I yeah. liked having... I like being in school and I'm being like, yeah, my sister's 17. And then listening to that her conversations cool. and being like, I get this, but yeah. I don't. I mean, we all, I got all of my taste from my older sister. Yeah. Uh, who, she's only four years older. So she was like around more, I yeah. imagine. I don't know how the school system in Holland works. Let's talk about that. How the, what the fuck, what the fuck was that like growing <laughs> up in it. Holland? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fine. Our school system is kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of different. So we start high school when we're 12. Okay. Um, but you test into it, and then you test your level of high school, basically, that you Ooh. go into. Um, so you have a program that's four years, five years, and six years. What I've been told is that the six-year program is kind of equivalent to American high school plus two years of college. Ooh. And, like, the five-year program would be the equivalent of going to high school here. Got it. I think. Um, Got it. Yeah. So what – what kind of high school did you go to? I did six years because I'm so smart. Whoa! Are they are they <laughs> are the other are the schools like specialized at all, or is it like sort of a standardized curriculum across the board? You could this one I because I also graduated um, a couple years earlier, so I did one year of private okay, school to do that. Bragging. Yeah, I just want to bra- I just want everyone to know this, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to talk about heritage anymore. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but usually most high schools are mixed, so you have Mm -hmm. all levels together, uh, but different classrooms and classes. Got it. And then you can. um, It depends on which one you do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's very elitist to say levels. I mean, they're all equal. It's just it's a weird system. It's very flawed as well. but basically, at a certain point, you kind of choose your direction of high school you want to go into mm-hmm. so you can specialize, so you can directly go to the university you want to go to. So, got like, it, you could it. do more, like, biology stuff, and then you can go straight into med school instead of college I and see, then med I see. school. I, and what age, generally, are people going to university? Like, 18. Okay, same so thing. around the same time. Yep. That's cool. And so, did you go to university there? No. I went, I mean, I did some musical theater education there but then okay. I moved here went to school here so you were doing yeah. theater young then yeah I started when I was seven whoa yeah. holy shit was it of, of, of your volition or were your parents like you should do this shit <laughs> no I really wanted to <laughs> yeah um yeah it's this big story in my family that I was watching a show with my mom and after it I didn't applaud it or anything like I didn't clap or anything but I turned to her and I went I want to do this <laughs> That's amazing. (laughs) I know I had a similar moment uh, just like later in life. I was somewhere, I think I was like 11 or something. I went to see a musical production of Charlotte's Web. Of course. That two of my friends were in. Yes. Uh, And I think I did the same thing. Like I wasn't even clapping. I just turned to my mom and was like, I'm going to do that. This is me. (laughs) I'm going to do that now. And then I went to my first audition and I I cried the whole audition. Oh, no. But it was for a program where no matter what you get into the show. So it wasn't really a big deal. But I uh, just so everyone knows, I sang uh, (laughs) Ain't No Mountain High Enough. 
because I, the movie Remember the Titans had just came out and I was really into yeah. it and that song was on the soundtrack. I love that so much. So I tearfully sang that song. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, you can You're be in a show. Wait, that's really powerful. <laughs> yeah, that was that's my first audition you story. You should do that now. I would be like, wow, okay, what does this shut mean? Up, shut up so I can do it. Okay. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so talk to me about what how what the experience of being mixed in Holland is like. Yeah, Holland is interesting. Um, I'm still kind of grappling is a big word, but I'm thinking a lot about that now, actually, mm-hmm. these days. Um, Holland is very liberal in a lot of ways, very openly racist. Yeah, I've heard. Um, yeah. I've uh, seen the, uh, I've seen the, the, the books. The blackface <laughs> yeah. that we do every year. We're, yeah. Um, so... A lot of part, yeah, I, it's weird. It wasn't until I moved here that there were certain aspects of my childhood that I was like, oh, whoa, mm. now I understand why that made me feel bad, and I didn't understand why. Because mm. um, it's not, like, having someone come up, come up to you and be like, hey, are you a half-blood is not People say consider, that? Yeah, I've, I've had that a bunch. That's and, bananas. Yeah, and those encounters, I would always be like, Oh, and I would tell my mom, and she would be like, that's not okay, but I couldn't really put it into, I didn't understand, because everyone would talk that way. Yeah. So it wasn't until like a couple years ago that I was like, oh, that's just Jesus like, Christ. Oh, I can't do that. What was it like when Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince came out? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really work because it didn't translate. Fair, fair, yeah, fair. Yeah, fair, yeah, you couldn't fair. use it. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. That's nuts. Um, what, and it was both your parents were in Holland at the time. Yes. Got it. Indeed. And w- were, were uh, your dad is the, the one who's native to Holland? Yes. Got it. So we're in the in the home where we're both your parents trying to like preserve each part of the culture or was it just sort of like we're here and we're assimilating? Oh, I like that question. Um, well, my parents got divorced when I was seven. Okay. So it's just basically me and my mom and my sister. Got it. Um, so it's actually mostly like Caribbean culture that I grew up with yeah. within a very white village. I was kind of the same way. Single it. mom yeah. just with Peruvian culture. Like yeah. we were super raised in that in that. Uh, environment. Yeah, which is weird, right? Because then you kind of feel like a foreigner in the country you were born in, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And then even when you, well, for me, because I wasn't actually born there and didn't like grow up there, like for me, even when I go visit there, it's like, oh, I don't really belong here fully either. You're like this, you become this weird third thing. Yeah. It's a gray area. Yeah. Yeah. In like a society that really wants you to define yourself (laughs) in every single way. And it's hard because it's like you're in between. So what kind of what kind of stuff? I don't know a lot about Curacao. Like, what kind of stuff are you like? Is is it food? Is it music? Like, what kind of culture are you exposed to in the house? Ooh, uh, mostly food. Mm-hmm. A lot of music. Um, Curacao is cool because it's such a the island is such a mix as well because it was um, a Dutch colony, mm-hmm. but they used it for slave trade. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, and I might be wrong, but they did it alongside. Um, the Portuguese and the Spanish. Yeah. So that island, the language they speak, Papiamento, is like a mix of um, a couple of African languages and then Spanish, Portuguese, and Dutch. Right, so it's that like makes a sense. whole mix. So the those are like the big well. three of colonization, like the Dutch, the Spanish, and the Portuguese. Yes, we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that all of New York has Dutch names all over everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were all about that stuff. <laughs> Is that that must be uh, really a mind fuck to be to be a mix of those to be a mix of like the colonizer culture and the the indigenous culture like is that something that you think about is that something that came up when you were young or more of a recent thing Yeah oh yeah so much I remember um just in history classes um especially when I that one year of private school which was kind of posh in a way Ooh. um I got a scholarship but it was 
posh. And so the history classes which, were... Which year was that? That was my final year when I was trying to do like a couple years in one oh, year. Shit. So I Got went it. to, yeah, a different school for that. Um, but in history classes, a lot of kids would be like, we would be talking about a person, they would be like, oh, yes, my great-grandfather is actually descended of this person, blah, oh blah, blah. God. So when the topic of slavery came up, weirdly and oddly, I was kind of like, this is my time. And not to be like, <laughs> not in like a really like oh my God. terrible way, but more so like, oh, cool, now we're yeah, going to get into my people talk a little this. bit. Um, and it was truly just like one class real quick being like, these are the numbers we think. Um, yeah. It was really good for our culture. It was really good for our economy. Um, yeah, it was bad, but... It got us to what we call – we have a, a specific century that we call our golden age, our golden century because mm-hmm. it was so good economically for us, mostly because of slavery. Right. But it was really like 5% of us talking about slavery and then the Sheesh. rest was like we were so smart. I mean just going to, going to public school here, it, slavery is talked about pretty much the exact same way in like yeah. purely economic terms and in terms of like our country was being built and here's what the founders were doing and how amazing it was exactly. and like we never talk about why any of this is happening in terms of like labor costs or lack thereof right exactly yeah yeesh uh, yeah. what about your uh, still in Holland in like middle school high school years what about your your social crowd like what kind of friend group are you running with pretty mixed mm-hmm. yeah which is fun um, I was also in theater so it was a lot of people from that world yeah and that can be a more big diverse. like haven exactly yeah um, my school was also I was definitely a tiny minority but definitely not the only one mm-hmm. so it was still like a fun mix um, yeah fun mix of people still mostly white but there is a sure. good like I would say 30% diversity in there which is kind of good so what, what kind of shows were you doing I was doing my first show. I was Gretel on the Sound of Music. Brag. That was my first tour. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I'm assuming in Dutch, right? Yes, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved to see that. Wait, which one? Uh, uh, God, smallest my, one, teeny you, tiny one. Thank you. All my musical theater friends are gonna shit all over me for not <laughs> knowing who Gretel is. It's okay. And then uh, I also I played Annie for two years, which was long. <laughs> what, um, on like a tour. Yeah, it was a tour for a year, and then we had an engagement with the theater for a year as well. Got it, got it. So yeah. you were working professionally pretty pretty young. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, was that like you were like, I want to do this as a job? I loved it. I hated school. Yeah. So I, any excuse to be like, oh, I can't go. That's amazing. That's <laughs> work, yeah. That's so cool. I would. I, I got offered a tour once when I was in the sixth grade, and we <gasps> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked, but like I think back on like, oh, maybe I would have like dropped out of school or something. Yeah, what tour was it? Um, it was, uh, it was, it, <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be a really great circular, uh, structure. Yeah. No, I was, uh, I did a reading of, uh, the first, it was like the first staged reading of MTI's like Jungle Book Junior, like oh, their yeah. Disney Junior things. They were doing them in, in Manhattan. I grew up just outside of Manhattan. So they must've placed calls to like local children's theaters. So I was like yeah. doing shit at this children's theater. And they were like, hey, you should go in and do this reading. So I went in and I was a uh, background elephant in technically the original staged reading of Jungle Book Jr. Oh, my God. And some dude, when we were outside, we were like in the studio outside of the rehearsal room, some dude literally just comes up to my mom and is just like, hey, is this your kid? Uh, We would love to like audition him for the national tour of The Full Monty. (laughs) <laughs> which for people who don't know oh there's a kid in that there's show. a kid in that I forgot. which for people who don't know the full monty is famous as the male stripper musical yep. it's basically like magic mike the musical yeah basically but like from the 90s yeah uh, but there's one kid in it like the main character has a kid 
and that's why he starts stripping to like make money for his kid, basically. So I auditioned, they offered me the role of that kid, oh, God. Astro, but we couldn't make it happen because it was like single mom, and like what were we going to do with my sister? And yeah. da, 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 da. But I, I, I think back on that sliding door very often. That's so crazy. It's probably for the better. Yeah, but like you got to play Annie for two years. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Jesus. No, but that's probably good. Oh, it's also man. so different. Touring in America, America's so big. Sure. Yeah. Were you touring only in Holland? Yeah. Or I mean, we did like Europe? a little bit of Belgium and like like a mm. little bit across the borders. But that's still, if I were to go, I grew up in a coastal village. If I were to say I'm going to go all the way to the other side, it would take me three hours at most. Got it. So a tour is not necessarily here. It's like, oh, goodbye. In right. Holland, it's like, that's a long drive, yeah. but we'll see you This later. would have been like a national tour. Yeah. 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 A little different. Yeah, so when, was the intention always to come to America or when did that idea happen? Yeah, I very I um I think I we went on vacation to New York City on vacation. That's so weird. Um when I was like 12 uh-huh. and I was like I'm going to move here. Yeah, and I especially while well, a musical I, theater kid. Yeah, this is the place. I loved Times Square. That kind of changed now. Sure, <laughs> but sure, I was like sure. this is beautiful. Um, so that was my goal. That was what I was telling people very confidently. Um, then I went to school here, which was just a plan to just do that. And then I was like, oh, I really, really just want to live here. Where did you go to school? I did New York Film Academy. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they have their musical theater conservatory. I didn't know they had musical theater there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was relatively new at the time. They were still kind of trying it out. Um, but then I was like, I want to stay. So I did. And this is, how old are you? You're like, uh, I moved here when I was 18. Shit. Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. And kind of never went back. No. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. I also at the time was like, well, I'm 18. I'm an adult. This is my decision. And I'm like, no, you were a young child. Yeah. Um, still good decision, but. Yeah. That blind <laughs> confidence of an 18 year old is a yeah. beautiful thing. This is America. I love it. I understand it. I didn't. And it's like, <laughs> it's, you know, musical theater capital of the world. Yeah. That's exactly. like you, you. That was your like manifest destiny. Yeah. <laughs> like you had your like prophecy from a young age. That's yeah. awesome. So are you are you auditioning uh, like right off the bat when you get here, or are you just kind of like going to school and acclimating yourself to the culture? I started auditioning pretty quickly. It was also the program was kind of after a while was like go try it. Which That's was, cool. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah. A lot of acting programs here are like, don't do anything until like we've fully indoctrinated you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what it feels like. Exactly. Until you're really one of ours. Mm. Which in a way is also helpful, I think, maybe. Because um, you spend yeah. such so much time right away thinking about branding and like, yeah. who am I when I enter this room versus what do I want to bring into the room? Right. What kind of artist What am kind of I? stuff do I want to do? Exactly. Yeah. Instead of like, oh... This is how people see me, so I'm going to cater myself towards that image and then right. go for that. Yeah. Um, that takes some time to unlearn as well. So totally. I don't know. Pros and cons. For sure. Uh, so what what was the what was that transition like? That just the culture shock of moving to New York from from Holland. It was pretty easy. Okay. We're pretty similar. New York City is pretty similar. Just the. Um, yeah, it felt – I think I was also kind of sheltered in a way because it was just me and my program. So it's just me and young right. musical theater kids who are just all loud and annoying. It's good to like have that bubble. structure. Yeah. yeah. Um, my first experience that I was like I moved to another country was when I did a tour here um, of um, a, a children's story. It was Alexander and the Terrible No Good Very Bad Oh, day. okay. <laughs> was this like a, like a theater works type exactly. tour? Exactly, okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
And I was uh, shout outs to theater nerds who who know what theater works. Yeah, <laughs> get them equity no, cards, word. kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get mine because I was a foreigner. You're not allowed. Really? So, yeah. What? But, uh, yeah, you can't get your equity card when you're. You have to be a citizen to get an equity yeah, card, or have your green card at least. Okay. Yeah. Is it the same with SAG? It no, can't be the same with. SAG. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. But it's a yeah equity is a yeah. And but, that was that was some inside baseball actors yeah, sorry. talk. Yeah, <laughs> Just in case you were considering, know what you're, and maybe it's different now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was a while ago. So you were on the tour, and this was your first experience of like, whoa, I moved to another country. Yeah, we did 25 states. Up until then, I'd only been to New York City mm. and uh, Miami, Florida. Yeah. is what I knew about America. Oh my god! I mean, um, I had I just like I've seen. I'm from here, and I've seen so little of this country. I just um, did this festival in Chicago like a couple months ago, and yeah. drove there with with a friend of mine. And that was kind of my first time seeing the Midwest. Because it's so huge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's so and big. And even for me, it was a culture shock. So I can't even imagine for you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely called my mom at a certain – we were in like a – because, yeah, it's it's a lot of like either big theaters in big cities and then also like really small schools in like rural areas. That mm-hmm. I So we were in like – I think we were somewhere like in West Virginia, deep in West Virginia, somewhere in the mountains. Am I correct? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I nobody here will know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, no. <laughs> it was Louisiana. Well, I think it was West Virginia. Um, but we were looking for just like a place to go. And this is, yeah, it was a culture shock to me that, that first of all, there was nothing for like hours, mm. um, which was for me just to like, wow, this really is a big country. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to like go into a town with, yeah, I don't. I don't even really know how to describe it. But all of a sudden, I was like, "This is just a whole just different... kind of hits you like a wave." Yeah, and then the more we got into the South with all the, you know, pro-life signs sure. and uh, Confederate flags just, and whatnot, yeah, and just getting into specific, even just the visual of us, you know, going into an establishment and grabbing a bite and just having people walk in with their guns, I was like, "Nope, nope." Yeesh. I actually think this country's scary now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I've never had that experience myself. I, I've spent almost zero time in the in the South. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I called my mom every day. But no. <laughs> so we would go into theaters and just even just like signs signs of like if you have any weapons, just placing me at the box office or some so you don't put them in the dressing room. And yeah. I was like, what? No. While you're like <laughs> in your in your Alexander costume, I'm or truly whatever. in my pajamas and also playing a copy machine. <laughs> oh my god! Those, I've never done one of those tours, but I've heard enough stories that I feel like I have. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you do the kind where you were like also signed as a stage manager, so you had to like load and unload yes. all the shit classic <laughs> yes classic <laughs> good learning experience sure yeah. yeah it's how you cut your teeth um yes. so going back to going back to something you mentioned earlier about like the uh starting out in acting kind of like figuring out what the what the type is that people see you as and mm. deciding whether or not you want to like lean into that or see for yourself what you want to do like what what did you find yourself doing in the early days and what kind of like what kind of perception did you feel people had of you because you are so mixed yeah so interesting yeah I that took me a while to realize because in Holland I do look different Mm -hmm. so I went in for a lot of more um for lack of a better word more like ethnic parts sure um, and just like more ethnically ambiguous things here, especially in New York City, I'm super white passing. Mm. So it took me a while to. It's still taking me time to navigate like what people see me as, what I, what type of space I'm allowed to claim, if that makes sense. Mm. 
totally makes sense. It's such That's a weird why thing. Why I started this show because I have yeah. no idea what what space what space I I don't know about claim because claim feels very like colonizing <laughs> to me, but like <laughs> yeah. claim like just what kind of space I belong in, mm-hmm. kind of without you know stepping on toes in one direction or the other. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I. Yeah, so in the beginning, I mean, musical theater went in for just your standard ingenuity stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then also had my first agent be like, oh, cool, you look really ambiguous. Really, you should really, like, you Agents know, ramp really that up because, that. like, we can Agents use that. Agents get really excited yep. about that. And I'm like, I don't know how to. Yeah. This is it. I can't make myself more mixed. <laughs> Did anybody tell you to, like, change your last name or something? No. Mm. No, haven't gotten that. Yeah, gotta, gotta, probably gotta. just. Holland privilege. My last name is weird for Holland. Yeah, so. I've never known. I well, I we met like years ago. Yeah, and we took an improv class together. I think like five years ago or something. Yeah, it was 2014. That's bananas. That's literally crazy. And I to this day have never known how to pronounce your last name. How do you pronounce <laughs> your last Virginia. name? Virginia. Virginia. Yep. Okay, cool. I was doing some creative ones in my head. I was like Vir Virginia. <laughs> Honestly, I would love that. <laughs> Got it, got it. I think got I can it, speak on behalf of my family that we'd be like, cool. <laughs> is that a is that a Dutch name? No, it's my grandfather's last name. So okay. I took my mom's last name. Got it, got um, it. And we are still kind of trying to figure out how exactly it got there. Got it. We have some... But it comes from the Caribbean side. Yes, it comes from the African side, but it could come from like a slave owner's side who was right. Italian is what we're thinking at this, but we're not sure. Got it. We don't know. Is that something you're sort of actively trying to figure out? Yeah. I mean, I kind of stopped, but I was. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot it's out of It's hard. You, I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how about uh, just like uh, talk to me about adjusting to the scene here and like obviously you're working fairly consistently and developing as an artist. Talk to me about like – as you mentioned before, like that journey from, uh, okay, here's the here's the type that New York casting directors, agents, whatever, sees me as and like what they claim I should quote unquote lean into and here's the shit I actually think I am passionate about and want to want to go after. Yeah. What a question. This That's so good. This is why so they good. pay me no money to Millions do this, Robin. Millions of dollars. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I spend money on the show. Um, oh, it's such a good question. I'm still navigating that. Yeah, I feel like that's like a never-ending chapter. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I I really never know. It's again, it's also just privilege because again, I'm very white passing. So there's just a, an array of stuff I could go in for and wouldn't get questioned why. Sure. Um, there is a gray area where I could also go in for. Um, yeah, it took me a while. I spent a, the first few years really being like, aside from just like ethnicity stuff also being like oh and it should be like skinnier and like look like and sure. all the people on broadway look like this and yeah. all that oh kind my of god stuff. broadway people freak me out it's yeah it's intense it's yeah. an intense world um which is like changing now but it's taking it takes time yeah. um and it wasn't until uh like three years ago three or so years ago that i started like writing my own stuff and i was like oh you can just create your own world and yeah train it that made it easier for me what kind of um, stuff did you start writing it's like the- plays um, weird theater stuff. I'm with the New York New Futurists. Yes. Plug. Yes. Plug away. Come see our shows. And please, because like I, 
the neos are like super known in the scene like you guys are kind of like a big institution very respected but outside of the theater scene people don't know so like give us like a give us a primer on the neo futurist yeah it kind of sounds like a weird like political statement when i tell people not in theater and i'm like i'm a neo futurist it does it sounds i remember the first time i heard it it sounded super culty i was like is that like scientology like what the fuck yeah exactly especially because we all say it in a way that's like i'm a neo futurist um so yeah yeah, it's a so we're a theater company theater collective um started in chicago in the 1980s we came to new york city in 2004 um it's performance art. We do our show, The Infinite Wrench, every week, Friday and Saturday, um, our ever-changing experiment. Uh, we do 30 plays in under an hour that we like, write show. and direct. Fantastic Thank show. You. I just saw it what, what, what the, when I saw you there, like, I don't know, like a month ago or something. Yeah, like three weeks ago. That was my first time seeing the Neo-Futurists in, I think, probably since we were in improv class together. Like, yeah. I hadn't been in years, and it's a fantastic show. It's fun. Thank you. Yeah. And that's kind of where I started. Um, since our aesthetic is that it's non-illusory theater, so you're not lying ever. You're never playing a character. Um, so the main ask, at least what I saw as the main ask of me as an artist was to be like, okay, who am I? Yeah. I'm not that's allowed to. That's a really to... heavy thing to say to a performer. Yeah. It's like, it's just that's you. What, that's what you guys call it, non-illusory theater? Yep. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's super interesting. It's all real. Um and so that's kind of where I started more thinking about, like, yeah, what do I want to put on this stage? And what is true to me? Um, I We did a show. This wasn't a regular show. We did, like, a main stage show um, by Hilary Asari, who I love. And it was called uh, Shout Out. Place. Shout out. Hilary, I love you. <laughs> um, and Adrian's mom's friends. I love you, too. Um, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, she made a show called A Space for My Blackness and Yours. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a caveat, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was so, so, so good. And I had a small part in it, um, or not a, a small a piece of mine in it, because uh, we spend a lot of time talking about, I spend a lot of time talking to her about that I feel unsure, again, who, how, where I fit in in different communities. Mm. And it's so tricky when you feel so much overlap with so many communities, but you also know that you do not belong to right. any single yeah. one. I say, uh, the way I phrase it is like, I feel like, uh, you feel like you can uh, walk in all these worlds, but you're not a citizen of any of them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. And so I had written a piece titled The Space in Between, because uh, I was like, either way, I feel no right to, in any community, mm. be like, these are my people. This Story is me. Of my life. Yeah. Um, and so she very graciously asked me to do that piece in her show as well. But that was a big, that was a big moment just in my artistic career where I was like, yeah, you can put just real yeah, stuff on stage. A, I mean, even just hearing you describe that gave me so much anxiety. But like the good, <laughs> the good kind, that yeah. like performance anxiety of of like, oh, this is a very honest, like very true to me thing. It's a vulnerable thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a scary thing to talk about. And this was how long ago? Mm, that was this summer. So like super fucking new. Yeah, we just did this. Yeah, I was really, really, really nervous. Yeah. I don't really get nervous. I mean, I should say I'm nervous in general always. <laughs> That's kind of my <laughs> right, where my right. balance but where the, I'm living. The, the spike usually doesn't happen right before a show. Is exactly. What you're yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, but for this one, I was like, oh, no, oh, Lord. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. I mean, when I did the live version of this show a few months ago. Yeah. I it was the exact same way. I've sort of gotten to a point where I'm not 
nervous before performances, whether it's like scripted or improv or whatever. Yeah. Because I I think I feel I've like developed an ability to somewhat distance myself from the thing. So that, yeah. But uh, doing the La Mescla show was like truly like, oh, this is a hundred percent what you're describing like non-illusion like this is just me putting up a thing that i believe in and that's yeah. fucking terrifying yeah that's truly just like putting your heart on the table and be like hi this is 100 percent me yeah yeah um that's i just think that's so cool that the that the neos are doing that for the for the whole ensemble yeah that's something i wish i had had in any number of acting or improv or whatever like training programs it's hard to find yeah yeah, yeah. capitalism i blame <laughs> oh man don't get me started I'll like, I'll, like rant for 45 minutes it's a minutes. different podcast yeah. uh, okay well how about so uh, how about your social circle here like have you found yourself gravitating to other like multicultural people like talk to me talk to me about that a little bit yeah I, it's very hard in New York City to not find multicultural people yeah. you would have to be really specific in who you're <laughs> talking yeah, to because sure. we're such a good mix um, but yeah it's a little bit of everything which uh, I love I think there's like a um, – it's kind of universal just the experience of not being 100% something. Almost everyone kind of has that here. So I yeah. find a lot of similarities. Immigrant city, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially with the theater company and then just – yeah. It's like a good, nice mix. Yeah, I love it. Well, we oh, we didn't talk at all about like wh- what's your experience with the fucking – U.S. immigration system been like because <laughs> I keep on forgetting that you're a straight up immigrant and not, oh, yeah. not first generation. Like, oh man, I've heard nothing but I have one friend who actually won the lottery. Wow, yeah, that's a real. It's real. Yeah, uh, but she's Australian, which in her mine is also Australian. That's super weird. Maybe they're they're like favoring Australian people. Yeah, maybe they love Australia, uh, or maybe we know the same person. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jen Wilson. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Shout outs, Jen Wilson. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, talk to me a little bit about that. We don't have to get in s- to super nitty gritty bureaucracy stuff. Sure, sure, I think sure. My mom's friends would be interested. Okay, good, good. Um, <coughs> yeah, it was. It's hard. It's difficult. And I think mm-hmm. I had a very privileged experience. I think um, within the system mm-hmm. because I think having a Dutch passport is a. It's just. It's a white country. I think it helps. Yeah. Um, or I'm just noticing it. It helps you. Uh, things get processed a little faster. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this administration's friends. been pretty explicit that it that it helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one is just yeah straight yeah. out of the but this was like but if you're white, came, we love you. You came here during the Obama administration. Yes, Got during it. the good times, um, or better times at least. Um, yeah. Um, but even then, I noticed because I had a lot of classmates and a lot of other people who were trying the same thing as well, and it just yeah. took them longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but really hard. I went through a bunch of different visas. I had a student visa, then an artist visa, then another artist visa. Mm. Um, and then the green card I have, I don't want to brag, but it's a green card of extraordinary ability. Wow. Um, yeah. Shout out to me. <laughs> How many pages of material did you have to provide to get that green card? Truly hundreds. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So many steps. Um, I remember my friend, yeah. uh, friend of the show, Ran Sha, uh, who's a Chinese immigrant. Uh, she she came on the show. In, well, she wanted to come on the show, but in part because it would be additional documentation that yeah. she could provide for her visa. Um, but she was like, I have this like 300 page document that I'm sending to them. And she works. It's insane that like someone who people who work this consistently in in artistic industry, like have such a hard time proving it. Oh, my God. So much proof. So many pictures. A weird way to talk about yourself as well, because everything has to be very much like 
you know, the... I am a service to this country. And yeah, this and how did I change and... the culture? I mean, how <laughs> did I change the culture in Holland by playing Annie? Probably I didn't, I don't think. <laughs> Wait, the question was, how did you change the Well, just the like, culture? how did you impact your country and why would we want you here? Oh my like, God. how important is that? And I'm like, I think I did a good job. I don't think I changed the country <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in any way. Um, but yeah, so it took a long time. I think... It took me like a year and a half to get mm -hmm. approved for got just it. a green card, but just the whole process. Right. I, I got my green card three years ago. Hey, so congratulations. Was, That's a huge you. deal. That's a huge yeah. deal. And you're, how many years have you been here now? Eight? Yep. Okay. So you're only, what, like six years away from a naturalization? Is it, yeah. is it still 14 years? I think so. I don't know. Who, I don't know who, if I want to do that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Government, that's, if you're listening, I don't know yet, and I respect. That's a fun question. Hi, <laughs> hello, NSA. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> please, I'm safe <laughs> and please. Yeah. That's really that's really interesting. You don't know if you want to do it. Yeah, I don't know the logistics of that. I never mm. looked into it because yeah. I don't know if I can then keep my other passport because they're tricky about that. I'm fairly sure you can, just because my mom is naturalized, and I'm well. I don't. I actually don't know if she still has a valid Peruvian passport, but I don't think she's barred from it i think it's and again i'm now i don't know if i'm 90 percent making something up but i think holland is pretty strict about it as well interesting you're like okay but then you're gone they're not into dual citizenship there not really as far as i heard but this is me you know talking to two friends yeah, so i might you, just be wrong you changed the culture there though yeah i did in fact really like everyone as annie you changed holland yeah forever. you you ask anyone and they'll be like mixed race annie oh my god <laughs> yeah oh my god we love her oh my god uh so i sort of i sort of only became aware of this what's the name of the 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 like blackface santa that they have uh, in holland santa class uh so i only just became aware of him like in the last i don't know maybe two years it feels like that started to like come out have you what's the experience been like of of like random american people now knowing this about the the country you came from because i know like actually growing up in that was a struggle but now that it's sort of this common knowledge what's that been like yeah um odd i mean it's it's such it's such a horror it's so crazy that this is a a national debate that's going on right it's people yeah. going i think blackface is fine yeah. which is like a, i mean there are plenty of absurd national debates here too. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not that crazy. It's just like yeah, it's it sometimes makes me feel a, a little embarrassed, uh, or a little embarrassed is like a that's the, the least I feel. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's yeah. I I grew up with it. It was super. It was a a holiday that within my family was kind of like. I remember my mom kind of being like, not loving this. Yeah. Um. I thought it was odd, but couldn't really articulate why. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's weird. It's sad that that is a main thing we're known for, and we don't have to be known for. Yeah. We also do good. What are some stuff. things you should be known for? I don't know. I'm just cheese. <laughs> <laughs> is the cheese good there? Yeah. I've oh, never we're so good know. at cheese. I don't know shit about shit. Yeah, we're really good at cheese. Okay. Um, maybe, and I feel like wouldn't it be like calm and innocent if that was just our only thing? Just cheese. Just cheese. Uh, and I mean, there's something really good about it. It's such a, it's a liberal country, and what's really good about that is just the fact that so many things are open for discussion. We have so many good, mm. um, also just like great TV shows that really dive into things. True, a lot that um, come over here and get adapted. Right, exactly. Yeah, which is just so great. And then we just have this awful holiday, um, and luckily. A small group of people that's rapidly growing that's now saying, like, hmm. listen to us and amend it. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Do you go back often? Like once a year. Cool. Yep. See my my niece and nephew. Have you found your? Because um, this is something I've talked to my mom ab- about a bunch. Have you found your relationship to your home country changing as you've like been here longer? Has that changed at all? Yeah. Yeah. In like yeah. In so many this especially this summer I went back for a month. Oh um, nice. Yeah, and there are a couple things. I think what the Dutch people are known for is just being very down-to-earth with stuff, which is just lovely. It's nice to come back, and I come back in, like, New York City speed, and I'm like, hi, I just did this, and I have to send a audition for this and this, and just having someone be like, I don't care about this. Let's just sit on this chair and have some tea. It's just really (laughs) nice. beautiful. Yeah, that's That's kind of how I feel when I go to to Lima, which is also, like, a big... bustling city but like i do feel the, the once you feel that pace just like settle down for a minute and you can actually like have thoughts yeah. again it's really nice it's so lovely or just even going to like our local fish place and walking in and being like hey how's it going and the lady being like it was very busy and i hate it and i'm gonna close after this because <laughs> it was a long it's just like that brutal yeah. honesty is so great and yeah. lovely yeah um i missed that a lot um but yeah, again, not to make it dark again, but yeah, the, just like open racist comments that mm-hmm. now the longer I'm here, the and when I come back, I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this is not okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I think my I, like just, I think my mom's had a similar experience. I mean, granted, she's been now living here for something like close to forty years, but yeah. uh, but it, you start to notice, you start to notice sort of the I don't know about deficiencies, but you start to notice the flaws in in that culture a little bit more just by virtue of having gotten away from it. And I always wonder, and she's said to me like, oh, it feels less like home the yeah. the further away I get from it. And for you, like you're not even 10 years removed. So I just wonder like when that process starts happening. That's so interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it has already started in a way because it feels, it still very much feels like home. Yeah. Um. Just walking, but yeah. At the same time, I also felt like a visitor this summer just in terms of yeah pace um just i felt i felt yeah more like an outsider Mm. weirdly but but at the same time i've always felt that way though in that country anyway do you feel a little bit more like a new yorker now do you feel like yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know if it's good or bad you said that so you said that so sadly It's like, hey, this is a tough place. It's, it has its virtues, but it's a tough yeah. place for sure. Yeah, you become a little bit of a, I don't know. I don't know what word I want to use. Oh, my yet. God. You become an intense person, I feel like. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, let's do, I, I've been asking this question recently on a, a lot of them. Uh, um, what, uh, what if, if you could, if you weren't sitting across from me right now, and instead you were sitting across from uh, 18-year-old Robin who 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 just moved to New York City and is like figuring it out. Like what would you what would you tell her? Oh my god, you need to calm down. <laughs> calm the fuck down. Calm down. <laughs> just in general, that's it. Just calm the fuck down. <laughs> what did she need to calm down? I'm gonna about? be fine. I would be, oh God, just everything. I, I mean I moved here, I was like, I'm gonna go to every audition, I'm gonna do yeah. everything all the time. So, so very was it like, um, if I'm not on Broadway in a year and a half like it's a fucking failure and like yes and I didn't have any like specific like I didn't have any but I was like I need to be perfect to everything everything needs to be Mm. just incredibly great and awesome I would also just be like take some time um 
it's okay if maybe one day you don't do vocal warm-ups and you go to the movies. <laughs> so you did vocal warm-ups every day? Oh, my God. Hour and a Whoa. half. Yeah, it so was you're really a real, like, in the beginning. like, perfectionist yeah. type. That's yeah. interesting. Very intense. Uh, yeah, so I'd just be like, calm down. And my 18-year-old self would then reply, that's what everyone's telling me. I'm not going to listen. That's what I would have said. <laughs> well, that's what 18-year-old anyone would say. Yeah. It's like, fuck everyone. Shut I'm up. right. How did you know I'm a time travel? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's amazing. Uh, what a good question. Yeah, I would just feel like, calm down. Um, I mean, that's good advice for anyone. I could yeah. have used that. I, I would probably be like, calm down in general. Stop smoking so much mm. and uh, be nicer. Be nicer in general. See, I would say try smoking. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we would if we had met each other when we were 18, we would have like balanced each other out. It yeah, I think nice. so. You would have been like, you would, I would have looked at you and been like, oh yeah, I should actually like commit to something and work. <laughs> That's amazing. And I would one day be like, Adrian, do you have a weed? <laughs> <laughs> a weed. Do you no. have any weeds? Do you have any weeds? <laughs> and I would have been like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, nice. Uh, cool. So we're, we're winding down on time. Is there anything? Is there anything we haven't touched on that you wanna that you wanna throw in there? Ooh, we touched on so many things. It's a wide ranging discussion. Yeah, on a weekly basis. Everyone, please subscribe. Heck yeah! No, I don't think I have anything. This Ooh, is amazing. so lovely. Yeah, I'm try- I didn't. I didn't come here with any like a uh, statements or anything that I was. No, thinking. I love that. You're not supposed to have an agenda. It's just yeah, a conversation, like a manifesto or anything. <laughs> Uh, why do you have that giant scroll of paper in that chair? Yeah, but that I just want to read to only you. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Oh, so let's just do, let's end it with some plugs. Hit us with some sweet, sweet plugs. I love it. Plug the Neos, plug your, it's whatever you want to plug. I love it. Yeah, definitely come see our show. Um, We're doing, we're wrapping up our year with our best of show, um, which is two weekends. The first weekend is like, I'm going to like, Throw some December in there. Let's see if I'm right. I think it's like fifth and sixth, Friday and a Saturday. Okay. Um, and where where can people find this information? NYNF.org. NYNF.org. Exactly. Yeah, please come see our best of show. It's going to be so nice and crazy. I'm uh, hosting the last weekend on the 14th. So come say hi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram is Robin, R-O-B-I-N dot Virginie, which is the word virgin, and then I-E at the end. Yes. And that's where I'll be plugging everything else. Beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> Robin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having this me. This is a total fucking pleasure. So fun. Uh, say something Say something funny. Okay. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Is that good? Goodbye. <laughs> 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 And that's it for this week's episode of La Mezcla. Thank you so much to Rob and Virginie for coming in. Thank you to At Large Studio for having me and Authentic Talent Literary Management for hooking me up. Shout outs to Carly Hogendyke. Thank you to everybody listening to this. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Leave that review on iTunes. It actually is a really, really big deal. And tell people about the show. If you uh, if you like what you're hearing, then uh, tell a friend about it or message the Instagram account about it. Uh, if you know somebody who, who might be a good fit as a guest for the show, feel free to send it in, a, in an Instagram message or however you so choose. And I hope you have a great holiday season. We'll be back with another one uh, next week. All right. Bye. <laughs> Was that ending weird? The endings are always so weird. If anybody listens, I know like at least one or two people listen to the very end of these episodes. If you have any suggestions for how to make the outro less horrifically awkward, uh, yeah, write it right in. Write a comment on the Instagram post or whatever. Even this part 
even this bit about how awkward it is is itself getting awkward. So I'm going to go ahead and stop recording now. Goodbye. <laughs>